Hello, my name is Amy and I'm a member of Christchurch Purley. Today's Old Testament Bible reading is Genesis chapter 32 verses 3 to 31. Then Jacob sent messengers on ahead to his brother Esau in the land of Seir and Edom. He instructed them, Tell my master Esau this, a message from your servant Jacob. I have been staying with Laban and couldn't get away until now. I have acquired cattle and donkeys and sheep, also men and women servants. I'm telling you all this, my master, hoping for your approval. The messengers came back to Jacob and said, We talked to your brother Esau and he is on his way to meet you, but he has 400 men with him. Jacob was scared, very scared. Panicked, he divided his people, sheep, cattle and camels into two camps. He thought, if Esau comes on the first camp and attacks it, the other camp has a chance to get away. And then Jacob prayed, God of my father Abraham, God of my father Isaac, God who told me, go back to your parents' homeland and I will treat you well. I do not deserve all the love and loyalty you have shown me. When I left here and crossed the Jordan, I only had the clothes on my back and now look at me. Two camps. Save me, please, from the violence of my brother, my angry brother. I'm afraid he will come and attack us all, me, the mothers and the children. You yourself said, I will treat you well. I will make your descendants like the sand of the sea, far too many to count. Jacob slept the night there. Then Jacob prepared a present for his brother Esau from his possessions, 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 camels with their nursing young, 40 cows and 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys and 10 male donkeys. He put a servant in charge of each herd and said, go ahead of me and keep a healthy space between each herd. And Jacob instructed the first one out. When my brother Esau comes close and asks, who is your master? Where are you going? Who owns these? Answer him like this. Your servant Jacob, they are a gift to my master Esau. He is on his way. Jacob gave the same instructions to the second servant and to the third, to each in turn as they set out with their herds. Say, your servant Jacob is on his way behind us. Jacob thought, I will soften him up with the succession of gifts. Then when he sees me face to face, maybe he will be glad to welcome me. So his gifts went before him while he settled down to the night in the camp. But during the night, Jacob got up and took his two wives, his two maidservants and his 11 children and crossed the ford of the Jabbok. He got them safely across the brook along with his possessions. But Jacob stayed behind by himself and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not get the best of Jacob as they wrestled, he deliberately threw Jacob's hip out of joint. The man said, let me go, it is daybreak. Jacob said, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. The man said, what is your name? He answered, Jacob. The man said, but not longer. Your name is no longer Jacob. From now on, it is Israel, God wrestler. You have wrestled with God and you have come through. Jacob asked, and what is your name? The man said, 
Why do you want to know my name? And then, right then and there, he blessed Jacob. Jacob named the place Peniel, God's face, because he said, I saw God face to face and lived to tell the story. The sun came up as Jacob left Peniel, limping because of his hip. In Hebrew, Genesis means beginnings. Today, we look at Jacob, not an attractive character in many ways, but a clear demonstration in this book of beginnings that God is able to transform a man's nature and use him as an instrument of his purposes. In previous chapters, we have learned about the way that Jacob approached life, continually trusting in his own powers of scheming in everything he did. Jacob has had a lifetime of scheming and working, getting and gaining, and Jacob is now a man of substance, having wives and family, rich in flocks and herds. After all these years, there is still the matter of Esau, Jacob's enraged brother to be faced, and Jacob's apprehension before their reunion. When Jacob eventually had to face Esau, Jacob approached the whole incident as a test of his negotiating ability. Jacob's life was filled with the presence and care of the Lord, yet Jacob remained self-dependent. Jacob prepares to meet Esau. Jacob would have held a grudge for decades and decades. Therefore, Jacob imagines that Esau has been nursing his grudge for all this time too. So Jacob has an elaborate plan involving servants going on ahead at intervals, bringing more and more bribes for Esau. Jacob had sent all his family, all his possessions and all his servants across the Jabbok River. Then in verse 24, and Jacob was left alone. Perhaps now Jacob would face up to his life of trusting in his own abilities and yield to the Lord Messiah, trusting only in him. There is a stripping away of all human props and material camouflage and the issue that lies as a cloud between God and Jacob is faced alone. A man who is God comes to wrestle with Jacob through the night. In the Bible, the night time is sometimes seen as the time of testing. For example, in Psalm 17, we read, Though you examine me at night. Jacob experiences such an intimate time, a direct and physical encounter in the wrestling with God. Yet we learn in verse 25 that Jacob will not yield to him, even at this time. Jacob is tested all night, but Jacob will not relent. At daybreak, the God-man wishes to break off the wrestling, but Jacob wished to get something out of the battle. Jacob receives a new name. Israel. Jacob had prayed earnestly for God's help. Jacob had praised God for the kindness and faithfulness shown to him, humbly acknowledging that he was unworthy of God's blessing. At last, Jacob reaches the point of acknowledging his own unworthiness of God's mercies and revealed truth towards him. Some of us may be slow getting to this place. So was Jacob. How often do we stop to think about God's mercies towards us individually? When was the last time we were alert to him, revealing himself and his goodness to us? If Paul in the New Testament is the classic example of being changed by Christ in a moment, Jacob is a classic example of a very slow change. Let us take heart if we seem to be like a slow burn Jacob. 
Those of us who are more like Paul take note. Not everyone of us is changed in an instant. So Jacob, face to face with God, is delivered from fear and at last from self. In prayer, Jacob simply and frankly asked God to save him from Esau's power as he mentioned his fear of an attack from his brother, the call for deliverance from difficult or oppressive circumstances. Jacob is blessed indeed, renewed in spirit, renamed. Jacob realised what had happened. Jacob had seen God face to face. Surely such an incredible night would shake Jacob out of his pattern of life. Several concrete details mark the dramatic change in Jacob's character. Change of name, change in a physical trait, the naming of the place penial because I saw God face to face and yet my life was spared. These tangible details anchor this mysterious event to reality. Jacob had a real encounter with a real celestial being. He was not just dreaming. However much I may shelve my responsibilities or try to bypass a vital issue in my life, such things have a way of lying heavy on the human conscience until, like Jacob, I am left alone and must face up to facts and to God. I stop everything and say this one thing to God, my name. What is my name? Ego, fear, resentment, self-pity. A new name doesn't come until I bring before God the old one. In other words, confession is cathartic. Today I invite you to stop everything and say this one thing to God, your name. What is your name? Ego, fear, resentment, self-pity. A new name doesn't come until we relinquish the old one. Confession is cathartic. Jacob lived up to his birth name, a cheetah. Then before God, he received a name which depicted the new reality as he struggles with God. Jacob, the one who had deceived and used others, became the one who struggled with God until God moulded Jacob into the vessel he desired. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Let us pray. Thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have called us to follow you. We are not qualified and not perfect, and yet you still call us to live and work for you. Thank you for how you are working in our lives and reveal yourself to us. Help us, Lord, to see you more clearly. Today, help us to come before you, all human props and material camouflage stripped away, and say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.